I'm Hattie and welcome to Hattie Talks. Today I'm talking about Polari. Polari is an important part of gay British history. It was a language used by the gay community most prominently during the 50s and 60s in cities across Britain with an established gay population. Up until 1967, homosexuality was illegal in England and Wales, and so to avoid discovery and imprisonment, predominantly gay men used this language to find and communicate with others like them. However, it wasn't just gay men. It's reported that to a lesser extent, lesbians also used it. It began in the 17 and 1800s as a language often used by sailors and the Romani community, but was also used by other groups such as Punch and Judy street performers, Punch and Judy being a traditional puppet show. Polari is a mixing pot of languages, with words being a mix of Italian, Romani, London slang, sailor slang and thieves' cant, and later Yiddish. It developed from an early language called Parliary, which has roots in Italian and has been used for communication by sailors around the Mediterranean since at least the 17th century. There's very little evidence of Polari being used before this, however it does feature in William Shakespeare's play Henry IV Part Two, where he uses the word bonner, which means good or attractive, in the phrase bonaroba, in which he refers to a lady wearing an attractive outfit. It was brought into the public eye in the 50s and 60s by Kenneth Williams and Hugh Paddock, who often spoke in Polari when acting in their radio programme, Round the Horn, playing homosexual characters Julian and Sandy. This radio sketch is believed to have 20 million listeners at a time. However, Polari fell out of use soon after as homosexuality was decriminalised in England and Wales with the Sexual Offences Act of 1967, meaning that it was no longer necessary to avoid detection, and some younger gay men viewed Polari as a byproduct of repressive times that they believed had passed, focusing instead on gay liberation and gay pride. Despite not being in use for a very long time, especially in comparison to many other languages, many words now form part of the common English parlance. For example, naff, which meant rubbish, and still does. As I mentioned earlier, many Polari words were influenced by Italian, in this case, the word naff is believed to have come from the 16th century Italian word naffa, meaning a despicable person. The big question, however, is, is it actually a language? It is probably best described as an anti-language, which is defined as a language spoken by people on the edge of society, born out of a rebellion against the mainstream and spoken only by people in the minority community. The interesting thing about Polari is how it is studied, as, in the words of linguistics professor Paul Baker, in the case of Polari, it is not only an unofficial secret language, but also one that is endangered, or even dead. We'll never truly know how many people spoke it, but it's believed that the figure would be in the tens of thousands, not including those who merely heard Polari via Julian and Sandy. It's particularly hard to study, as with languages like Polari, once they're recorded, they lose all the power that is related to their use, especially when considering the original use for the language as a way of evading detection in a world where the slightest hint of homosexuality could lead to imprisonment. By looking at which words were given a Polari alternative, it is clear which aspects of the speaker's lives were deemed important. This is known as over-lexicalisation, the most famous example of which being, in Inuit languages there are over 40 different words for snow. In this case, Polari had many words to replace the words gay or homosexual, that despite being in use at the time often had negative connotations and weren't considered specific enough. With Polari, different words could be used to describe sexualities, which would give the listener information on the speaker's age, masculinity or femininity, particular sexual attraction or even attractiveness. However, like many languages, not everyone uses the same words for everything, despite often agreeing on certain well-known words. In studies, it has been shown that this was affected by where the speakers came from, but also at which time they were using Polari. 
as, like all languages, it evolved over the time, varying slightly from place to place. Meanwhile, across the pond, about 10 years after the decline in use of Polari, an interesting investigation was launched into a phrase frequently used by the gay population of America and Britain. In the early 1980s, the US Navy began to crack down on gay personnel. This was partially prompted after a man called Mel Dahl was kicked out in 1981, after making it clear to the Navy that he was openly gay. During the course of Dahl's legal battle with the Navy over his discharge, he mentioned to the media that there were quite a lot of gay men at the Great Lakes base where he had been stationed, thus causing the Navy to launch a full-scale investigation of the base to identify these individuals. A large amount of money was spent sending investigators into gay bars in the Chicago area to try and identify these gay soldiers. While there, many of the investigators reported hearing men at these clubs identify themselves as friends of Dorothy. Nowadays, this is a well-known phrase, but at the time, however, much like Polari, it was used to secretly identify other members of the gay community, as homosexuality wasn't legalised nationwide until 2003. After hearing these discoveries, the intelligence service concluded that Dorothy must be a woman who functioned as an information hub that gay men could use to find others like them. They believed that if they found her, they could persuade her to give up the identities of the gay sailors. For obvious reasons, this search proved to be fruitless, which meant that essentially a large amount of money was spent trying to find Dorothy Gale from the movie The Wizard of Oz. That's who the phrase friend of Dorothy was referring to, as many in the LGBT plus community at the time looked up to the actress who played her, Judy Garland, as a gay icon. Thank you for listening to Tatty Talks. I hope you enjoyed it advanced and informative. This podcast has a new episode published every Sunday, so keep an eye out. Have a lovely week. Thank you.